and welcome to the 36th edition of I Bleed Pinstripes. It's the opening day edition. I mean, boy, I can't believe that it's already opening day and uh, for the first time. Well, you know what? Let me start with, since our 36th episode, let's check out the men who wore number 36 for the Yankees. And this is an, another number that doesn't start till very late in the Yankee history. 1942, Mel Queen. I believe it was a pitching coach there for a while. Bill Drescher. In 1945, Jack Wade, Al Lyons, let's see, Dick Starr, Jack Phillips, Johnny Mize wore it for 1949 to 1953, Eddie Robinson from 54 to 56, let's see, Harry Simpson, 57 to 58, Pat Dobson. So after Harry Simpson from 57 to 58, nobody wears it for a good almost uh, about 13, 13 years. Hal Lanier. Ward in 1972. Uh, Pat Dobson would pick it up in 73 to 75. Doc Ellis, who he wears it from 76 to 77. And most of you know Doc Ellis because of LSD. Threw a no-hitter while uh, on LSD. And many other things that this man do. If you get a chance, check out who Doc Ellis is. Mike Torres wore in 1977 for those World Series Yankees. Stan Thomas also wore in 77. Uh, let's see, Dave Rashi. 78, let's see who, it, Raleigh Eastwick, 1978, Paul Marabella, 1979, and Jim Kitty Cott, 7980, always a big fan of Jim Cott, one of the best announcers in baseball, Gaylord Perry, 1980, Rick Russell, Warden, 81, Steve Balboni, Warden, 81 to 82, Mike Armstrong, 84 to 82, there's some crazy names on this list, uh, let's see here, I, I lost my Lost my spot here. Ba, 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 ba. Phil Lombardi, Ward in 1986. Al Holland, 1986. This just, it makes me laugh because I, these are, you know, when you, early 80s is when I, I mean, I've been watching the Yankees since the early 70s, but when I, you know, as a young kid, when you can really start remembering players and, you know, Richard Dotson, 88 to 89, Mike Witt, 91, Mike Humphreys, 1991, Dave Silvestri, 1992, Sean Hillegas, 1992, Gerald Williams Ward in 193, and of course, the guy, when I think of number 36, I think of this guy, and um, the Yankees got him from the Blue Jays in 95, I knew that things had changed, David Cohn Ward from 95 to 2000, won four world championships, he won yet four world championships with the Yankees, 
And just a great guy. Love him as a Yankee announcer. Brings a lot to the table. And then who do the Yankees give it to after that? Bobby Estrella in 2001. Uh, Tom Gordon puked it all over the uh, Boston Fen- uh, Fenway Park in 2004. Uh, he wore it from 2004 to 2005. If you don't know the story, I think it was game five, game four, game five, 2004 playoffs. Obviously, the Red Sox come back, but uh, Gordon came in and I guess he was just hurling. And it, that's not. You know, we've heard stories of football players. They, a lot of players, they get nervous and they puke. They make them feel better. But that's a big story. I, I always loved Tom Gordon. I thought he pitched great. But, you know, in the big moment, he you know couldn't get some big outs there. Uh, Mike Myers took it over 2006-2007. The great Ian Kennedy wore it in 2007. Edouard Ramirez in 2008-2009. And then, and it's funny because it says Nick Johnson. And from a stretch from 2002 to 2010, he wore it. I think he... Uh, he had it for a while, and then he gave it. Away. Then he was traded to, I believe, the uh, Expos. Then he went to the Nationals, but then he came back and he wore it. Freddie Garcia had it for two years, and then Kevin Euclid wore it in 2013. And currently, it's Carlos. It's a, the the owner is a Carlos Beltran. Well, folks, I'm recording this. Uh, what is today? Today is the seventh of April. It's a day after opening day. And as, I, and as I said last week, it was the first opening day I'd missed in eight years, and I was very sad not to be there, but school took importance on the day I did DVR it, but it wasn't the same. Even the days that I, you know, I couldn't be at the stadium for opening day, you know, I'm in front of the TV 11 o'clock watching all the pregame, but it wasn't the same, and you know, life, you get older and you have responsibilities, unfortunately, you know, my mom called me because she, you know, she knew I was there. She's my uncle. She said, oh, your uncle's like, oh, he's there. That's why he's not answering you. But fortunately, hey, I, I got nothing to complain about. I've gone to World Series games. I've gone to some great ball games, great playoff games. So I got nothing to bitch and moan about. You know, there, it was a day that, you know, hey, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll get to some games this year. You know, hopefully games that the Yankees win. And that's the big story. Uh, let's see. Joe Torre threw out the first pitch. Good to see Joe. He looks Fantastic. That guy's like in his 70s. He looks fantastic. Could still run this team. It's amazing to think that he has been gone for eight years and that Joe Girardi starting his eighth season. Amazing. I remember days when the Yankees had, you know, three managers in one year. Now we've had three managers since 1993. That is ridiculous. Um, but the big story, I guess two big stories. One, A-Rod, Cockrod as I like to call him, he was uh, received very well by the fans. And I guess I kind of get it. They kind of want to, everybody kind of just wants to move on. And, you know, to his credit, he's done a good job so far coming back, saying the right things, acting like a normal human being finally in his life. But I'm still a little weary of him, worry of him. We'll see what happens. But um, he got a great ovation during introductions. And then when the first pitch, after first pitch, the bleacher creatures, uh, you know, he was DHing, but they called out to him and he, he uh, doffed his cap. So that, it was a nice move by the fans. There's a sign last year. It was, um, what was the Jeter sign? Re- uh, respect, you know, with the number two in there uh, for the yes, I believe. And uh, so the bleacher fans, I think Bald Vinny out there in the bleacher, one of the bleacher, the head bleacher creature, he has a whole thing about forgive 13. So that's a, that's what people are doing. That's what they're doing. I guess they say that's a mark of a, a great human being is to forgive even when people have been murdered or, you know, those people have been able to forgive because usually, I guess you're really the only one suffering. Anyway, it was not a good game. Uh, Yankees would lose 6-1 to to the Blue Jays. 
Masahiro Tanaka, who started, uh, would only go four innings. Looked great his first two innings, keeping the hitters off balance, not throwing a lot of fastballs. Did get up to 93 through a four-seamer, but uh, a really tough third inning there. I wouldn't say they hit him around. I mean, they what is one home run from Encarcinon. In I, I can't say his name right. Um, uh, that was a bomb. But uh, he just didn't have it, and the Blue Jays, and he had dominated the Blue Jays last year, and they said this year so far, I don't know, obviously after one game, but they said that his fastball wasn't there, that velocity. Velocity scares you. So he's going to have to adjust, and you know, hopefully this is not an omen for the rest of the season. We'll see how it goes. Um, the Yankees really did not hit. Um, they actually had only three hits, and I think it was their first time in like you know years that the Yankees had only had three hits in a ball game. Um, I guess the, uh, the 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 big story, like I said, was Tanaka. Uh, but the if you want to find some good, it was the Yankee bullpen. They pitched five innings. They gave up one run, uh, and I believe they struck out twelve. It's a, it was a record for opening day, twelve or thirteen. And like I said, the bad news was that the Yankee hitters had just had three hits. Um, the Chris Martin, who is a new guy that the Yankees got a lefty, he struck out in order Batista, Encarcion, and Josh Donaldson in the fifth. That's pretty impressive. Shrev also came in. He did give up a home run, but he pitched well. Um, Patterson came in, looked well, looked good as well. Um, I forgot who else came in there, but uh, I know Ismail Rogers came in for one more out. Uh, but the Yankees, you know, the bullpen looked good. You got to take some uh, positives from a pretty much a bad day. The only other good thing is, hey, baseball's back, and uh, they, that was good. Um, big mistake by uh, Didi Gregorius on his first day. Uh, he certainly looks like he's going to be the shortstop, but he was on base, I believe, in the eighth inning. Two runners on, uh, two outs, and uh, who is up at the plate? Uh, Teixeira. Yankees down 6-1, so hey, big home run here. All of a sudden, it's 6-4. What does Gregorius do? He tries to steal third base and is thrown out. And uh, if you know anything about baseball, the cardinal rule is not to get thrown out at third base with the last out and the first out of the inning. So you could see Girardi definitely talking to him, and he totally, after the game, Gregorius was like, you know, that'll never happen again. And we'll see. And it's funny because uh, I think that uh, Jeter had the same thing in his first month. Uh, I don't want to say it's his first game because Jeter's first game, he had like a home run, had four RBIs, made a great catch. Never forget that day. Uh, Scooter, uh, Phil Rizzuto, too, is calling that game. It was a sort of a passing of the torch there. But uh, Gregorius, uh, uh, anyway, Jeter got thrown out of third. And Torrey tells the story that he was going to wait to talk to him the next day. But Jeter actually came up to him on the bench. And it was just like, hey, you know, I totally screwed up. I shouldn't have been doing that. And, you know, I don't think it ever happened in his career. I think the one great thing about Jeter's career is he rarely, I could be wrong, but I, you rarely saw him get thrown out. You know, he's a very smart base runner, not the fastest guy. Definitely, like, would steal about 20 bases early in his career. But very smart base runner. Rarely ever got thrown out. You know, not like Jorge Posada, who was always trying to leg like a single or a double, double and a triple, always getting thrown out. I can't tell you how many times I can remember Jorge just getting thrown out. Jorge just makes me laugh. I just love the guy. But he was such a battler. battler. Anyway, uh, like I said, so that was the pitching side. Tanaka went four. The bullpen looked good. 
but the, these guys are going to have to hit. <laughs> and for some reason, that's just gnawing on me that, I don't know, I, I you know, I know it was his, the first game of the year, but you hate to sometimes, you, you know, and, hey, I went to opening day 2009, new stadium. The Yankees lost like 14 to 2. I mean, they just got bludgeoned by the Indians. But you know what? They won the World Series that year, so it doesn't matter. 98, they start the season off 1 and 3, 1 and 4. Guess what? They won 125 games. So, you know, it's just one day. They, you know, the old adage is you're, you're going to win 60, you're going to lose 60. It's what you're going to do with the rest of those games. 42 plus games, was 61, 42 games. What are you going to do with those 42 games? And, uh, you know, the American League East is not, you know, it's either the best division in baseball or it's the worst division in baseball. There's not one team that's going to come out here and just beat everybody up. So everybody's going to be in it. Uh, the Yankees are going to have to hit. I, you know, I just worry. I, I hope they do. I mean, I love the Yankees and I hope they do. But, you know, they're going to, I mean, uh, Beltran, I don't know. They don't look good to me. But who am I? Who, who am I? I'm just some guy in a basement recording a podcast. So that's who I am. Anyway, I wanted to do this podcast a little early, but like I said, school is just, you know, there's just a lot of stuff and you just don't want to disappoint, you know, life is different and, uh, you know, responsibilities. And I guess, I guess I didn't have a lot of responsibilities. I only had my responsibility for the longest time. I didn't have kids. I didn't have a wife. And, you know, now I'm getting married and it really makes you think about different things. And, you know, I, I still think I'm a huge baseball fan. I was doing my draft last week till like three in the morning. So, you know, I, that hasn't changed. I, I love the game. I'm excited for the season. I'm excited, you know, now being in New Haven for, you know, I, I was only really out of New York for two years in my life, 2002, uh, October 2002 to October 2004. And, you know, I remember, you know, I had the MLB package, uh, the, the audio. So I had the, I was listening to the Yankee games. I had, I got the read that read the daily news online every day. And obviously I'm a lot closer. I can actually take the train into from New Haven to New York. There's a Yankee clipper that takes you right to Yankee stadium, which is awesome. But it's not like I can just, you know, at the whim anymore, you know, Hey, I got two tickets. Let's go to the ball game. It's more like I got to plan these things out now. And, and I, you know, on the, on yesterday, which was yesterday, uh, lots of people heading to the stadium. It was great. That was really great for me to see. I had my Yankee hat on and a lot of nods to people. So it was festive and I'm going to, I'm going to look forward to going to ball games and maybe I'll even cherish them more, but I don't know how much more I could cherish them. I've always cherished ball games and always tried to stay in that moment of when I entered that stadium to just be there and not be anywhere else, especially with all the technology we have these days and with all the, you know, bells and whistles that stadiums have, you know, I just try to stay focused on the game and whoever I'm with there and just have a great time. Anyway, guys, uh, I, I also on a very personal note, uh, this podcast is dedicated to a friend of mine who has, um, just loved every, I don't want to say that. She's just been a great friend. Uh, my friend Mel and her daughter, Gemma, uh, this is dedicated to them. They lost their father and uh, husband last week and, uh, very sad. And I, I sort of, in a way, kind of didn't want to post anything on Facebook for the last week or everything just kind of seemed frivolous. It was, a, um, I don't know Vince was a good man, funny guy. And you know, he loved life and he loved his, loved his family. And uh, I love Mel and I love Gemma and uh, I love Vince and, you know, 
you know, she, they have a lot of people around them and I know they'll get through this and, uh, yeah, it's just very sad. So to Mel and Gemma, I love you very much. And, uh, I hope, I don't know, it's not a lot that you can really say, but, uh, you're in my thoughts and you've been in my thoughts all week and I love you guys. So anyway, guys, take care, uh, hug a loved one. Good night. Presentation of Hatfield Digital.